John 17, 11, we are in the world. But John 17, 14, 16 says we're not of the world. We're not of the world. So we don't have to get what the world's getting. We're not to be controlled by the world's welfare systems, but by God's welfare system. Philippians 4.19 says this. God is our source of supply. He will liberally supply to fill for your every need. Every need. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We have to live by faith though, total trust in God. So Isaiah 41.10, 13.14. You can put that one up there if you want to. He says, fear not. There was nothing to fear. It doesn't matter what's going on out there. We don't have to fear anything. I'm I'm with you. Do not cry and share and be dismayed or discouraged. For I'm your God. I will strengthen your hard difficulties of helping you. I'm holding you up with my return for ten righteousness and justice. He says, I'm the Lord your God. I'm holding your right hand. So his right hand's got our right hand. That means strength to strength. You know, when Peter was walking on the water, when he saw Jesus walking on the water, he found it was Jesus. He said, bid me to come. He said, come. Well, when Peter got out of the boat, he wasn't thinking about walking on the water. The thing is too difficult. He walked upon the water until he took his eyes off of Jesus, off the word, off the word. He got into fear. He got distracted. And he started to sink. But immediately he cried out, save me and jesus grabbed i know it was god jesus right hand grabbed his right hand strength to strength he pulled him up they walked back the boat together it was under jesus feet, it was under peter's feet so what's under under jesus feet right now is under our feet if you put him there if you if you let the devil have his way in you then you're getting the fear if you if you get out of the word get your eyes off the word you're going to get in the fear in these last days you're going to be caught up in the world system and worry it says this He says this, um, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. You put that one up there too. Most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts and relies on the Lord, whose hope, expectancy, comes the Lord is. So if you trust the Lord, you're going to have more confidence. You'll be more blessed. For he shall be like a tree bred with water. Spirit spreads out his foot by the river. Shall not see and fear when he comes. Pressures come. But our, his leaves shall be green. Shall not cease, be anxious, full of care. Your drought or silt shall cease yielding fruit. He didn't cause you to, he didn't call you to bear fruit for a season. The whole time on here, you're called to bear fruit, keep on fruit, your fruit may be lasted. But you gotta be most blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And so it takes faith to tithe. It takes faith to give 10%. It takes faith to tithe off the gross. You know, when I first tithed, and I, when I first became a Christian, I started gross, uh, tithing off the I take home. That worked for a while, but then the Lord dealt with me about that. It's off the top. And so we know that we're living in tough times right now, and times that seem to be getting worse. 
And they aren't, they're not getting worse, they're being exposed. So God is trying to tell you it takes faith to give offerings and, and over and above the tithe. We are in a bank, God's banking system. No deposit, no return. You don't deposit anything, you're not going to return anything. So God is saying that tonight, today, give out of faith and trust in God. He will take care of you. But don't give out of fear, get out of faith. So trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Keep your eyes on Him. Because you and Him are walking above the chaos of this world. So we're not under circumstances. We're above it. We're not controlled by the world system at all. Okay? So um, you want to pass out the envelopes? He says in the Matthew 6, 25 to 34, you can read that. Why are you worried about food or clothes things where I know your needs? But seek me first, right while you're doing things, and all things will be added. All things will be added. So he's going to take care of you if you trust him. Amen. confession up there. offerings. We're giving offerings today. We thank the Lord for jobs, better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, bills decrease, blessing increase, generosity, Increased capacity, new skills, one inventions and ideas, wise investments, divine favor. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of our financial needs, that we may have more than enough to give the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So be it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Come on, everybody. Thank I you. tell you what, anything that's happened to you was not from God. That's, that's negative. God cannot do anything negative. People blame God for stuff, and it's not true. He cannot do it. It's always the enemy. The, there are many adversaries at the door because... <laughs> because we're supposed to be going through another door and we're supposed to be going higher. And there's misunderstandings and there's, it's gonna be straightened out. But I wanna tell you something, there's a misunderstanding here in this church. I didn't think I was gonna say this, but I'm not gonna say anymore, but we'll, we'll settle it after a while. <laughs> but we, we need to come together in unity. When I, I heard, um, Let's see, who was it? Uh, oh, it was Nancy Dufresne, but she said, uh, this one minister said that 
he says, the more I, uh, I, I okay, the, I'm going, I know I'm, I'm going through another door, and he says, there's great condemnation on me. Every time I get a lot of condemnation on himself, the minister does, <laughs> that, that uh, uh, you know, the enemy will just come and talk to you, what a failure you are, blah, 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 blah. And uh, that's, that's because you're, he's trying to stop you from going higher. And he knows that, and it's never God. But if you don't know the principles that are in this word, you know what? It took me years to even learn them. But you guys are going faster because there's more revelation knowledge out there. And because you get hooked up with the right people, you know, if, yeah, if I had, you know, had the chance to go to Rama, I never did. I taught myself. <laughs> I wanted to go there, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> Four kids and all. It's like, um, anyway. Uh, but if that's happening to you, or you think that you're mad at God because he never does anything for you, there's just principles in this word that he can't change because he wrote it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Even with the tongues business, my God, tongues is the most greatest thing that could ever happen. That's why the enemy comes against it so bad. He does. If you know, if tongues were so bad, how come they're not, how come the gangs aren't speaking in tongues? How come they're not speaking in tongues at a bar? <laughs> you know? <laughs> they they want to do the most god-awful things, so they would try to. So, I mean, I'll tell you what, it's something that makes things and gets them straightened out. But we gotta be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So, okay, well, you can be seated. So, you know what? Okay, we can believe for money. We can believe for all these things because we, okay, I, I'm just going to wait though until everybody's seated, I think. Oh, you were supposed to do the announcements? I'm sorry. I was a little bit, uh, <laughs> there isn't any, no one else. Was, okay. <laughs> I was hyped to that thing. Okay. You know, we can believe for healing and we can believe for finances. We can believe for our children to come in. Let me say this, and I want even the nursery people to hear me. If you're not walking in love, it's not going to happen. That's all I'm going to say. That's my sermon is based on. If you're not walking in love, I don't care what you do. You give everything away. It says it right in 1 Corinthians. You can have your body to be burned. You can do all this stuff, but you're not going to get it if you're not walking in love. If the body of Christ is gossiping about each other, if we're putting people down, if we're kind of snide about, I've done it myself. You know, or you say little things that maybe put people down. It ain't going to happen. And God showed me that. We got to walk in love first. And he says, quit teaching on what you're teaching on. Don't even teach on healing. Don't even teach on finances. He said, teach on love because it's extremely important to him. See, Romans 8, 2 says the spirit, that's okay, go ahead. A spirit of life 
in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Okay, so we have the old covenant, right? I didn't even know that when I became a Christian. <laughs> I didn't even know there was an old covenant and new covenant. <laughs> That's how I didn't know anything about the Bible. You know, <laughs> the old covenant stops at, at, uh, at uh, I can't even think what it, Malachi, Malachi, no, <laughs> Malachi. But okay, so the new covenant starts with Matthew. And then that's even sort of part of the old covenant because really the new covenant is when, when after Jesus died and rose. So that's really the new covenant because he had to make that new covenant. Okay, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Let's put it that way. I didn't even know there was one. So the first covenant was called the law of sin and death. I just read the scripture, Romans 8, 2. Or I know it by heart. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So then why am I hurting? <laughs> why don't I have enough money? Why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? Okay. So the law of the new covenant is called the law of the spirit of life. And, you know, sometimes we take that word life. Life means everything's going good. It really does. And, and okay, the, law, the sin and death are of the devil. So the old covenant law was under the Ten Commandments and was a satanic, uh, was given to men who were governed by a satanic nature. But guess what? We were governed by a satanic nature before we got born again. We were. Jesus said that to the Pharisees. And it was because Jesus had not yet come to redeem us. Okay. So no born-again person has any part or lot in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> we had somebody come into the church a few years back. And they, see, they had some kind of teaching. It was law. They actually, that church they came from was actually, uh, they taught them to be born again, but they were under the law. They were still, um, okay, so you don't have a latter part of the Ten Commandments, but they were fulfilled in Christ and set aside, but, and Jesus inaugurated the new covenant, and it was sealed. Okay, let me say this first. The, the old covenant was sealed by the blood of bulls and goats. And the second covenant was sealed with the blood of Jesus. And he gave us a new law. And could you put up there John 13, 34, and 35 out of the King James. John 13, 34, and 35. And this is the law <laughs> he gave us. He said, a new law I give you. A new commandment. A command is the, is the new law. <laughs> okay. I give an, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as, how do we love one another? As I loved you, that you also love yeah. one another. Yeah. By this all men shall know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. Now, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. Okay, go to 1 Corinthians 13, 13. That was one scripture that we just read. 
13, 13. And do it out of the King James. Now, yeah, they interpreted that word charity in the Greek as, uh, or it means love. But to us, you know, it got, now charity means like, well, and it's giving. Love is giving, but, but I mean, it's deeper than that. Okay, and now abides faith, hope, and love, I'm going to say. And these three, but the greatest of these is love. Actually, I'm going to read uh, 14.1. I have it way back in my notes, but uh, go to 14.1 since we're close there. And do this one out of the Amplified. But see, I, I, this is another thing. The, the book of 1 Corinthians, people have taken crazy things out of there, like women shouldn't preach. <laughs> I've got proof of that now from this thicker book that I got from, he was actually a Jehovah Witness turned, um, turned Christian, and he wrote a book, Why Women Can Preach. And so did Kenneth Hagin, but this book is, is deeper into the scriptures. It's thicker, too. <laughs> and uh, do you remember um, Nancy? Nancy. Hmm. She used to, uh, okay, she got married to this guy, and he's from the railroad, and he would, David, Nancy Triple. Triple, yeah, some of you don't. Yeah. She, she would come, he would come once in a while when he, he, the railroad would park him at the hotel over there. Um, and um, they were, they became missionaries under this guy. <laughs> and the guy passed on now, but he was a missionary to children. And uh, he had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful orphanage and school. <laughs> uh, so, and he was under Oral Roberts, too. But that guy wrote that book, and he had been a pr former Jehovah Witness. So, I mean, he really was converted. But 14.1 says, Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, make it your quest. Okay, now just remember this, you parents who have children, you love also corrects, right? <laughs> okay, so now go to 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Out of the King James, and then we'll do the Amplified. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. There's songs about this. Hey, those songs, I like that. I was just thinking Jehovah Jireh the other day. I was just thinking, man, I wish we could sing Jehovah Jireh, my prover. And you were singing it. <laughs> That's from way back in the 80s. I love it. <laughs> we, yeah, uh-huh. There were some good songs then because they were all word. Yeah, all those songs were word. I was so grateful for that when I got first born again. First uh, John 4, 7 and 8. Okay, so, beloved, and he's talking to us who are born again, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. 
But he that loves not knows not God, for God is love. Let's go in the Amplified. Beloved, let us love one another, for love springs from God. I don't know if she got it there. Yeah. Uh, and he who loves his fellow men is begotten and born of God and is coming progressively, progressively. You know, <laughs> the government wants progressive government, but we're the ones who got that term way back. <laughs> we are progressively coming to know God better and better. Progressively to know and understand God, and that's true. To perceive to recognize and get a better and a clearer knowledge of him. You think you know God, but you, you, you know what? Then, then verse 8, you have to, I just, okay. The one thing I noticed about myself, though, the more trouble I have, the closer I get to God. And that's what the devil tries to pull your eye. And I've always said to the devil, you stooge head. <laughs> The more you keep doing this, the more I go to God. In fact, I feel real close to him when it, when because I know he's the most comforting thing there is. So verse eight, he who does not love has not become acquainted with God. I hate to say that, but sometimes we see that in the body of Christ. Um does not and never did know him, know him intimately like a husband and wife know each other. Seriously. For God is love. And that's what we have to, uh, Paul said, I want to come to know you more and more in the power of your resurrection. So the Bible says love is even greater. Now in verse 13, 1 Corinthians 13, it says, there is faith, hope, and charity, but the greatest of these is love. I mean, there's charity, is love. Okay, so love is either, either greater than faith. And just think what the Bible says, Hebrews 11:6. 6. Yeah. You don't have to put it up there, but it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Yeah. Okay, then in Galatians 5, 6, it says, faith works by love, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. So in other words, you, okay, then it says, okay, but faith, then it says in Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay. There is no, you don't have to have faith for anything if you're not hoping for anything. See, you got to get some kind of a hope for something. What are you believing for? You know, if you're believing for something, but you got to get that. That's like, you know, <laughs> your blueprint, you know, as you, you get, so then you get, okay, I'm going to go after this thing, you know, and I'm going to keep proclaiming it. But if you never have hope, you never say anything. To God about, you know what, Lord, I'd like to increase, I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> it can be your job, your business, your whatever. Okay, so you got to have hope first. And then faith brings that to pass. 
But if nothing is working, you might look at your love life. <laughs> so uh, that's, I mean, that's right there and there. Okay, so you, if you don't hope for anything, your faith can't work because it has no goal or object to believe for. But if you are believing for something and it's not working, check your love life. <laughs> I'm talking to myself too here. See, but let's say you are believing for healing to manifest, and I already said this at the beginning, or finances to manifest, or for a job, or for a car, or for your marriage to be healed, or your relationships to be restored with your kids, or whatever it is, but nothing is manifesting, the first place to check is your love walk. Maybe you're gossiping, maybe you're in unforgiveness. Okay, now this is what happens, though, when that happens. 1 Corinthians 13, <laughs> verses 1 through 3. We just looked at 13, 13, but let's look at verses 1 through 3 out of the Amplified. Let me, I, I wrote down the passion first, I think I read. thought I wrote down the passion. I brought the Passion Bible. <laughs> Did I? Did I leave it home? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so you got the Amplified, right? If I were to speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, and that's true, because sometimes the language is, when we speak in tongues, we sometimes, people interpret it in their own language. I've heard story after story from people I know. I mean, there was a Jewish man who walked into a service, and somebody was speaking in tongues, and it was his, it was in, in um, no, it was in Hebrew, in a Hebrew language that he came from a different part that he thought no one knew and that what he was saying was directly to that man the Lord was talking and he was shocked he wasn't even born again and he was a he was a Jewish man see okay so I know uh, Elsie Popkin's son was uh, went on a mission trip and uh, he was he was with these people and they were praying and one of them was speaking in tongues and guess what the language was? English! <laughs> and he was the one who could interpret it. <laughs> Isn't that something? None of them understood it except him. <laughs> he just thought, I don't understand what they're saying, but I'm just going to pray in tongues, you know, with them. <laughs> and, and that one guy spoke, the one person, lady spoke in English. She did not know English. <laughs> and he interpreted it. <laughs> And it was all about what, what they were doing. So see, okay, and of angels, angels have their own language also. So, okay, so I've, I'm just clarifying that. Okay, if I speak in the tongues of man and even of angels, but I don't have any lo love, uh, I don't know if that's that reasoning. Sometimes not all things are, okay. It's, 
spiritual devotion such as inspired by God's love for us and in us. If I'm doing that, I'm nothing but a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Verse 2, and if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and I understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and I possess all knowledge, and I have sufficient faith so that I could even remove mountains, but I have not love. I have nothing. I'm a useless nobody. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I had a devotional by Smith Wigglesworth, and I don't know where it's at right now, but I can remember he says, ah, they had faith to move, move that big dirt pile from that one man's property to the next man's property. I had faith there was big rocks. I had faith to move those rocks. But he says, was that walking in love? <laughs> so, I don't, I'm not explaining it quite right, but it's the truth. That's not love. If you wanted, so your crops would grow and somebody else's wouldn't. <laughs> okay, but I, I just thought, whoa, that's something to think about. Okay, verse 3. And even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and I surrender my body to be burned, or in order that I may glory, just think, you give everything you have, to the poor, but I have not love in God's love in me, I gain nothing. Okay, let's just go to the King James. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not love, I am become, I know it says charity, I become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all the mysteries in the Bible. I have revelation knowledge. And though I have all faith so I could remove mountains and have no love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and I just constantly am doing things of, uh, for other people and doing and giving and giving and giving and giving, but if I don't really have love, it profits me absolutely nothing. Uh, this is the word of God, so I can't refute it. Um, unless you're motivated by love to, to give to the poor, you, it's, it amounts to nothing. Um, okay. Now remember uh, John, or rather, John 13, yeah. 35 said that all men will come to know that you are my disciples disciplined followers, doers of the word. <laughs> and I'm saying that because I put it in big capital letters on my notes. Doers of the word because you love one another. And you go, ah, gee, I've heard all this stuff before. I've, uh, but are we really putting it into practice? When we encounter a problem... When somebody irritates us, remember, the God kind of love is not the same as natural human love. I tell you what, a mother's love might be the closest, but it's nothing. Because a mother's love can turn to hate overnight. 
Natural human love. It can turn into hatred overnight. And it can be detrimental to you. I mean, there is no, there is, we honestly, the, the love of God, absolutely. Well, look what he did for us. I mean, man, he says, okay, God the Father, I'll take all the sins of the whole world from the time of Adam to the time of the last person born on this earth. And I'll take every time they lied, every time they did bad things that were sins, I'll take all those sins on me and I'll give you the righteousness that you gave me, God the Father. That's what he did for us. That's huge. And it wasn't just once when you lied or once when you did stole or, or cheated or on your income tax or whatever it was. It was every single time, every single time you did it and every single time that trillions and billions and zillions of people did it. That's all the sins. That's why they didn't know his, his it says his visage, but his face, his, his, count, his whole body didn't appear as a man. It looked like a rag. It was, but he was, he had before that been so perfect in his love walk that it was hard for them to kill him. He said, I, you can't even take my life. He said to, uh, to, Herod, to Pontius Pilate, he said, you can't even take my life. It's my heavenly father. I have to give it to him. I have to give it. He had to give it over. And then sin hit him. And that, that's when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Just think when somebody, somebody just in the world forsakes you that, that you loved, you know? And then just think, but that was, and I would think, oh my God, huh, oh, if God would forsake me, huh? See, that's, you got to get that intimate relationship. I don't, I'm not even, <laughs> you know, or, okay, well. Okay, since we're in 13, let's read uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. We read this on Sunday night, too, or Wednesday night. Um, amplified Bible, though. <laughs> but there's so much, and I'm, I'm going to ask you to read this every day. Or we passed out sheets a long time ago, too. But meditate on it. Love endures long, endures. You know, people in the Olympics, they endure long to, to practice. They run and run in the morning and throw up and pick themselves up and go again. I mean, that's how much we have to, it, love endures long. And even while it's enduring, it's patient and it's kind. Now, it is never envious, nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. It does not display itself haughtily. So I went and I did a little study on envy. Not, <laughs> I'll, I just did a definition. There's a difference between envy and jealousy. And envy means discontented. Longing for someone else's adv adv advantages wow. and what they have. 
Envy means you want, you know, they get a new car and you want it. You say, well, I can't get a new car. <laughs> okay. Jealousy means unpleasant suspicion or anxiety of rivalship. Okay, and I had to laugh because this was actually on Google. If you want your, here, here's the example. If you want your neighbor's new car or job, you feel envy. But if the neighbor, whether it's a man or woman, takes your wife or your husband for a ride, you may feel, feel jealousy <laughs> in that new car. Okay. So you feel envy about something you don't have, a position, a job, a natural material goods, friendships, but you want that. But you feel jealousy over something you already have, but you're afraid of losing it, like a position, like a job, like you're going to lose your natural goods, or you're going to lose your friendship because somebody said something wrong. <laughs> so, and then I, I didn't go real far into this, but boy, I had a lot of notes on pride too. <laughs> and I got convicted by those notes. That's why I never gave them. No, <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm honest with See, this is where you got to be honest with yourself. I'll give them eventually because we're not going to stop on this. Okay. Proverbs 27, 4 says, Anger is cruel and wrath is like a flood. But jealousy is even worse. Okay, that was from a different tra translation. But the King James and the Amplified say, Wrath is cruel, and anger is outrageous. In the Amplified, it says it's overwhelming like a flood. But who is able to stand before envy or jealousy? The Amplified says jealousy. Why the King James says envy? Who's able to stand before either one of them? But jealousy is the worst of them all. Okay, well, <laughs> you might say, I just can't take this any longer. You know, I've had it. I quit. Yeah. I give up. Yeah. That person irritates me to no end. And I can't put up with them. <laughs> I just can't love them anymore. <laughs> now, that could be at work. It could be at school. It could be at church. It could be in a marriage. Yeah. I heard that pretty soon a divorce comes on. <laughs> now, if, but, if, but it can be in, in a job where a position, you know, uh, okay, so if this is a scenario common to you, go back to John 4, 8. Yeah. Now, you don't have to. I'll tell you what it says. He that does not love does not know God, for God is love. Yeah. See, our minds have to be renewed. Yeah. When we fall apart in certain things, that's why, you know, that's so basic, though. Romans 12, 1 and 2, and that's all that Nancy Dufresne's talking about on Kenneth Copeland. Every single day she's on, and that's all she's talking about. And you've got to renew your mind. I, I, I do, too. I am seeing some things 
because it's bringing you up to more maturity, which we need because of revival coming. We think we know, you know what, who, but our minds have got to be renewed. God would not ask us to do something we couldn't do. And he says we are to love. But see, well, we're supposed to be just like him. Ephesians 5, and I, I know that the beginning of that scripture says, it says, be, imitate your heavenly father. He would not say that if we were not capable of imitating our heavenly father. Okay, so let's read uh, verse 5 in uh, 1 Corinthians 13. We'll go all the way to 8, I think. No? Yeah. We'll get back over this. Oh, this thing. Um, okay, love, I'm going to say, is not conceited. Boy, we could look up all that too. Love is not conceited. It's, and it actually, it puts it in parentheses, so it must mean you're arrogant when you're mad. Arrogant. And you're inflated like a balloon with pride. And I, I will go further on this stuff. It is not rude. It's not unmannerly. And it does not act unbecomingly. Love. God's loveliness does not, and this is huge, does not insist on its own rights. Well, I got the right to this. You know, I've been abused. I need this. That person... You don't know how many times, you know, you've got to learn that, boy, that one, I learned it from my mother. <laughs> you sacrifice. <laughs> you, <laughs> anyway, love, God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking, it's other persons seeking. It then it goes right with it. It's not touchy. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Or fretful or resentful. Well, I resent that. <laughs> oh, man, that whole thing in that verse 5, it takes no account of the evil done to it. And it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. <laughs> I ain't quite there yet. <laughs> Well, they came in there, and they took over, and it's, you know what? It's because they got, they got, what, what, you say, brown nose, the teacher? I, you know what? Boy, that used to make me mad in school. You brown noser. I'm not a brown noser. I studied. <laughs> I had to study. I studied. <laughs> And it pays off. Amen. It is another thing. You work. You go overboard on what you did. Okay, when I first got to Creighton, I was like, hey, they gave me this literature. I would understand it now because it was way beyond King James literature. It was ye, 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 baba. I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. And I got a bad grade, and man, I, 
I was like shocked. You know, you have to take certain courses. And, and the, that was my first, one of my first. Of the, a lot of times they give it to other students later. <laughs> and um, and I, I went, oh, I can't do this. I never got a grade like that in high school. I, okay, I'm going to study, 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 study. <laughs> so, but that's just the way I was brought up, too. So, you know what? What was I saying? You, what, what, you, you reap what you sow. And you can't be telling people, well, you know, well, I deserve this. I know more. That, that's being haughty. See, you just, just check yourself. I've been there also. I have. And then somebody told me all they knew, and I went, oh. I didn't know nothing. <laughs> so, you know I, I, I've been there. When, you, when you've been there and you're honest with your yeah. own self, yeah. you start to understand yeah. where people are coming from. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but not paying attention to a suffered wrong. Boy, that's huge. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, now Romans 5.5 5 says, The love of God is shed abroad. And I'll finish reading that. Abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. If we are born again, immediately. The end of that verse says that. We don't have to put it up there. Now, God's love. Now, I'm going to read. This is, um, this is from the Passion. Yeah, okay. King James says God's love is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And it means it's poured into our hearts God's love. God the Father, the Master, the Savior, the God who always was and always will be. <laughs> when we were born again. Now the Passion Bible says the endless love of God cascades into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Cascade means to, like a waterfall, you know, it, it falls, it pours, it rushes. It even described it as an avalanche. An avalanche comes into your heart of God's love, like a torrent, an outpouring. But we are the ones who have to put it into practice. Now, uh, next time I'll go into all the love is one of the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit grows on the branches. I'll just say this much. If you're not, uh, not a branch that's been connected <laughs> to the vine because you are not reading the Bible, you're not praying in the Spirit, you're not saying faith confessions, you're coming to church, but that's it. You're not going to know God. You gotta do these some of these things on your own. You got to stay full. And when you're not full, I've seen my own self. I'm like a drama basket case, blah, you know. And I go, oh, I don't like this. I gotta have the time to get in the word. I gotta have time alone with my 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 boyfriend. <laughs> Any yeah, and. 
And that's, that's the whole thing. But when you decide to put that into practice, like, you know, I have a loud laugh. And, and I was laughing at somebody saying, ha, ha, ha. And when somebody said, boy, you got a horse laugh, immediately I got offended. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. I'm listening to a preacher. And they, the devil had them say that, not that they're of the devil, but I'm not going to pay any attention to it. Because this love, I've been saying it, and this love confession came up in my spirit and said, love is not touchy, fretful, or resentful. Takes no account of the evil done to it. I thought, okay, that's just, that's, the devil's just trying to stop me from listening. And so I just dropped it. But I still remember it. <laughs> no, as an example now. <laughs> okay. So, but see, do you see what I mean? You put it into practice and it works. Then his love immediately rushes in there and cascades. You know what? It, it girds you up. It strengthens you to carry that out. It takes no account of evil done to it. Boy, I tell you, my words have got to be, if I'm, I'm God's studied this for hours and I'm trying, God is trying to tell you something. It, it's, it's got to hurt him. If God was standing up here, if Ike was standing up here, if, if, if Dr. Jacobs was standing up here, you'd be alert. But I had no, I mean, I studied this out and got convicted and, and God repented myself. Please honor him. Be imitators of God. Copy him. Follow his example. As well-beloved children imitate their father. Now that was in Ephesians 5.1. Verse 2 says, And walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another, as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. Oh, I'm full of love. I'm always loving, so I don't need to listen to this. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I know I'm being, but wow, <laughs> Whoop. I got to watch how much I walk. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, okay, all right. Verse, 1 Corinthians thirteen five. Now, what I just read right before that is not, okay, it takes no account of the evil done to it, pays no attention to a suffered wrong. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Okay, actually, that's a love thermometer of this whole passage. It's a way to take your, your temperature. <laughs> because think what it says. It says, takes no account of evil done to it. So we all take the account of the evil done to us. Oh, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Can't say that I always do that. <laughs> Does not keep account of the evil. A record book. Well, I remember. Well, I remember. <laughs> it's never glad when others go wrong. Well, they deserved it. <laughs> 
It doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Or talk about them. Or the score of wrongs done to you by others. Now, let's see. Did I put it in here? Oh, yeah. Okay, see. Nancy Dufresne has passed these out free. I don't know if we've tried. We've passed out a lot of them. You ought to have them. But she took almost every translation and put the parts in there. Like, you know, the Amplified is really good. But, um, um, you know, the mess, she says the message, the King James message, the Weymouth trans translation, they use that a lot in Bible colleges. The Moffat translation is Bible college. I remember um, Kenneth Hagin always using that. Amplified, Phillips translation, the Living Bible, and miscellaneous translations. It, and it, there's just sort of different ways of saying it. And um, it, like, it, okay, it doesn't, love does not seek to aggrandize itself, glorify itself, dilate itself, enlarge itself. <laughs> love does not blaze out in passionate anger. Did I have passionate anger just a few minutes ago? Okay. Love does not brood over wrongs. I've done that one. Brood. Think about it. Love knows how to shut up. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It says it knows how to be silent. <laughs> Love finds no pleasure in injustice done to others. It's full of trust and full of hope, full of patient endurance. It overlooks faults. There's, see, that's just one, that's the way my, there's just different ways, but you, it, if you meditate on that, now, love does not behave unbecomingly, inappropriately, improper, and unacceptable, and incorrect. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's just, mm, and, yeah, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, that's the message. There's just different translation, and it's good. So I don't know if you have this. You dig it out. Um, okay, so where was I? Okay. So are you touchy, fretful, resentful, always thinking of the evil done to you? And I know that because we've all done it. This is, divine, this is a divine love gauge. And as long as you take account of the evil done to you, you're not really walking in love. And as long as you walk in God and the God kind of love and stay full of the, full of the Holy Spirit, you won't take account of evil done to you. You know why I know that? I mean, that's because I've done that. And I thought, God, I've got to get full. I've got to get full because I'm not, I, I knew how I acted before. And then, you know what? And when you, you and, the, and the devil will deliberately get all these things you've got to do, take care of, she, you know, or, or uh, make so you don't even get into the word. And I can tell you it's life-saving and it renews your mind. But as long as you're taking count of evil done to you, 
you won't be able to believe the best of every person. And that's going back to before you were born again. When you are always ready to believe the worst of every person. <laughs> now, you speak of little hands of the faults of others. Done, been there, done that. Or saying they aren't as good as I am at certain jobs or things. I'm just saying this. You know how I know all this? <laughs> what, did I, what did I say on Wednesday night? You know that stuff because you probably did it. <laughs> I mean, little, little Wyatt wouldn't know that. A little, all of your little children, Octavia and, and all of them, they wouldn't know that because they're not, they haven't you know, experienced enough of that meanness. That's that. Sometimes you get to school and the bullying starts. So, in fact, some are looking for something wrong in another person. And that's flesh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. God's love is ever ready. Well, here, it says it in here. Uh, let's read verse 6. Put verse 6 up there at the Amplified. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 6. Okay, is there? Okay, it does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness. <laughs> but it rejoices when right and truth prevail. Okay, let's just say somebody's really doing something wrong and they've really been bugging you. <laughs> and you, and <laughs> something happens to them. Uh-huh. They reaped what they sowed. They, <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, they deserved it. They're always harassing everybody, bullying everybody. You know, that bully, he really got his. Yeah. But really, <laughs> but how do you know? <laughs> really, but you rejoice when right and truth prevail. But maybe that bully repented and cried and said, but, you know, my dad treats me this way. And I, so, you know what? He said, you be a man and don't, he won't let me cry. I've heard of fathers not allowing their children to cry. That's not good. I mean, to a point where if they're really getting dramatic about the cry, stop them. Because sometimes they go, wah! But if they've just had a terrible burn, I'm talking about bad stuff, like burns. I mean, this father, he went hunting with that guy, and he, you know, his daughter got burned, and he said, don't you cry. Don't you cry. And that's horrible. Or a night, I mean, it was all kinds of junk. Knives, yeah. It, yeah. Whew. Made her crawl on her knees for five blocks because she did. Uh, that's going to affect that, especially a girl. Yeah. Evil. You know, that's what I'm talking about. But if you've been you've been hurt, you know, and, and you know, cry some of that, you got lets out. I wouldn't say you get too dramatic. Stop it. Stop the drama. 
because that is sometimes of the devil to just make it go on and on. He, he attacks your mind. That's the only battleground he's got. He can't attack your spirit if you're born again because it's filled with the life of God. But he goes to the soul on the other side, the mind, the will, and the emotions. And he attacks the mind because as soon as you attack the mind, well, it's going to destroy your will. The will of God's not there anymore. <laughs> and your emotions are going to go cuckoo. <laughs> And see, then that emotional thing gets into, well, let's go to the psychologist. But the psychologist never works with the spirit or the heart of man. They, and not, they help some people. I'm not putting that down. But, but it's a matter of renewing your mind with this. You can be healed. Okay, so, it, so you don't rejoice when that bully gets caught and gets punished the heck out of him. Don't rejoice. Rejoice rather that he get somebody came to him in love and got him born again, and he cried because he had such a bad family life. And truth prevailed in him. Rejoice in that. Well, I don't care. He was mean to me. <laughs> See, that's not love as a Christian. Okay, verse 7. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes and it's here's what i is ever ready to believe the very best of every person look for the good kenneth hagan said once he tried tried to look for the good in this guy because he knew he was supposed to wasn't it he had nice earlobes or had he says, well, they were really good. <laughs> okay, love's hopes. Love's hopes. See, the hope. You have hope then. They're fadeless. You've got to have that hope so then you can believe in faith, you know, that you can move out of poverty. You can get a new car. You can get a different job. You can, you know... <laughs> do what you're supposed to do love is fadeless love's hopes well let's see where was i it's hopes love bears i'm going to start over love bears up under anything and everything that comes it's ever ready to believe the very best of every person it's hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and, you know, if you've kind of like uh, gotten a little depressed, don't condemn yourself. I mean, as long as you're moving out of it and you're trying to go in faith, you're still doing it. But if you just gave up and said, forget it. And it endures everything without weakening. It endures everything and it doesn't weaken. And you may feel weak, but you, you don't. You come back up. Oh, you know what? And this this is huge. Okay, let me read the uh, verse eight first. Love never fails. It never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. Now, see people. Okay, I'm just going to read this. As for prophecy, 
the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and passed away. Yeah. Prophecy has not passed away. Okay. So our neighbor comes to us on the 4th of July and said, and said, those tongues have burned up. Bye. Walked away. Okay. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. They have not. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It has not. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. All of this is talking about perfect love. Because none of us, except God, the Father, and Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, have perfect love. Do you see what I'm talking about? Until perfect love comes, and it will come, and we will be raptured. That's what's going to rapture us. And you know what? We're going to be capable because God says we're capable. But we got to practice that and read this all the time. God showed me it's extremely important in these last days. Extremely important to be a mature Christian. Um, what else was I going to say about that? See, when they say prophecy is going to pass away, tongues are going to pass away, and uh, what was the other thing? Knowledge. Knowledge, that, that, you have to put that in context. That's one scripture. If, if knowledge hasn't passed away, if, if uh, prophecy hasn't passed away, tongues haven't passed away either because they wouldn't put that in there. And you know what? When the perfect comes, you know what the perfect is? Pure love that you're operating in. They misinterpret that whole thing because they use that scripture to say it's going to pass away. That's their basis. I'm just telling you that. And I hope somebody's listening. Because <laughs> it's the greatest thing you can ever have. <laughs> okay. Where was I? I'm just me. Oh, I know. Okay. When, <laughs> on verse 7, <laughs> love bears up under anything and everything that comes, ready to believe the best, blah, 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 blah. Its hopes are fadeless, and it endures everything without weakening. I, one time, I was, you know, reading Corinthians, and I went, ooh, that goes back to 1 Corinthians 8, and 8, and I put it in my Bible and started. So let's go there. 1 Corinthians 8. Verses 1 through 3. Um, and that's out of the Amplified. We're going to receive communion this morning. <laughs> okay, now the first of this, they were talking about idols. And of course, we all know that all of us possess knowledge concerning these, these matters. But you know, if somebody isn't there yet or there's something, don't, don't not walk. Yeah, I can't do that. You know, right off the bat, you're, somebody gets born again. You say, don't do that and don't do that. Don't do that. Well, they're not there yet. I look at some of the stupid stuff I did when I was first born again and nobody corrected me and the clothes I wore and it's like, I wouldn't dream of wearing them. 
I mean, not, not that they weren't, but they were, you know, spaghetti high josh, you know what I mean? Anyway, um, so you can't jump at somebody. It's got to grow. Okay, so, so that's what they were talking about that, about when, you know, food off, of, I'll read it anyway. Now, here's what I wanted. Yet mere knowledge causes, just knowledge without love, causes people to be puffed up, to be conceited and arrogant and full of pride, to bear themselves loftily and be proud. And you think you might be a hot shot when you don't know a cotton-picking thing. <laughs> but love, but if you walk in love, affection, goodwill, and benevolence, it edifies, builds up, and encourages one to grow. It'll encourage a new baby Christian. So be careful of that to its full stature. Number two, verse two. If anyone imagines that he has come to know and understand much of divine things without love, will I know more of you about this this uh, area of the church. <sighs> you know what? But if you're not walking in love, you don't know nothing. He does not yet perceive and recognize and understand as strongly and clearly, nor has he become intimately, intimately, intimately acquainted with anything as he ought or as is necessary. It's true. Because you look back on yourself, gosh, I've been a Christian for 10 years. Oh, boy, I know a lot. Well, now it's been 42, and I don't think I know nothing. I'm not kidding you. Because you can see it. You see it. Oh, my gosh, where have I been? Uh, you think, verse 3, if one really loves God truly, with affectionate reverence and prompt obedience. Ooh, I know 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 4 through 8, and it says, think the very best. Don't take no account of the evil done to you right, right now. Don't take it, you know, just drop it. See, that's it. You loved him, you do prompt obedience to his word because Jesus is the word. And your grateful recognition of all the blessings that he has given you. That person is known by God. You know what? His eyes go to and fro throughout the earth to see whose heart is really following him. So, he is known by God, number one. Number two, he is recognized as worthy of God's intimacy and love. And number three, he is owned by God. I just thought, man, that just goes with it, right? Okay. So first, Peter, I'm going to, I wrote a lot more notes. You know, a lot, but I'm not going to do them. We'll just take them for next time. But first, um, Peter 4, 8, though, put that up there. Now, just remember, there's first John 4, 8. And this is First Peter four eight. Yeah, I remember the books at the bottom like Peter, 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 John, 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 yeah. Peter, Peter, John, John, John. 
Jude Revelation. <laughs> okay, First Peter 4, 8. Out of the Amplified. Above all things. Ab now, above all things. What could that mean? Man. All things. But you know, you'll say all. But think of situations. Above when I get bullied. Above when I get told off. Above when I get corrected. Above when it isn't fair. You see, see, you got to think. You know, you could say all means all, but think of situations when things are going wrong. Above all things, have intense, intense, hot, fiery, burning, and unfailing love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins. Covers it. It forgives and it disregards the offenses of others. Isn't that a cool scripture? So cool. So you know what? You got to value what God says in his word. But if you don't ever get in the word, you don't know the word. If you have trouble reading the word, get, get a uh, listen to it or something. You know, there's all kinds. Of, I'll buy it for you. See, 1 Corinthians 14, 1, remember it said, eagerly pursue. Pursue means run after with all your heart this love. And that's how revival's going to come. But God will never use us if we're not in love. That's how we advance from glory to glory. And you know what? It's, you know, I had all these notes on honor, but I've never given them yet. Did you know that honor comes from the same Hebrew word as glory? Yeah, isn't that interesting? And that's why we pray and go to church. For Samuel 2.30 says, Those who honor me, God said, I will honor them. Honor what he says in his word. Honor him by listening to it. Heeding these words will affect every single area of your life. And see, the measure of respect we give to God, and he is love. His name is love. And, the, and he is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He is the word. And so the, the, when we give respect, the measure of respect we give to his words determine the degree of results we will see. In fact, okay, one more. Mark, maybe two more. Uh, Mark 4, 24. Put it up there in the Amplified. Mark 4, 20, 4 24. And he said, Jesus said to them, be careful. In the, or the King James, it says, take heed. 
what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth. If this was a movie and you really liked it, you'd be listening to every word. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth, and this is truth. Jesus said, my word is truth. You here will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Revelation knowledge. You'll start to understand it. You'll start to understand people. You'll understand if you admit the things that you have done. Oh, I've done that. Oh, I've done that. Oh, that's where they're coming from. Oh, well, I love them. Look at you. You've done the same thing. Remember, we said that. Oh, you old man who judged somebody. We said it on Wednesday. You judge somebody. You're doing the very same things. The reason Octavia and, and uh, <laughs> Victoria can't, can't uh, judge them because they've never experienced it. But once you experience it, it's easy to judge somebody else because you know what they're doing wrong because you did it wrong. <laughs> and he says, oh man, you are doing the same thing. The same thing you accuse others of, you're doing it or you've done it. <laughs> that's, that's in the Bible. <laughs> that's in Romans 2, verses 1 and 2. It's right in there. Did I read that whole thing? <laughs> okay, the more you give, the, you know, hear it, it's going to come back to you. And the more besides will be given to you who hear. Because <laughs> you're honoring that word. Job 23, 12, I'll just say this. I wrote it down. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. See, one of the biggest mistakes one can make is ignoring or treating as unimportant what the Lord reveals to us in his word and by his spirit. Growing up involves developing the ability to stay focused on what's important and not allowing yourself to be distracted with other things. See, the enemy of your soul, the enemy of your mind, will, and emotions is the master of distraction. The devil. He's soul, mind, 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 mind. Like I said, if he works in your mind, he gets the will and he gets uh, emotions. So there's a mult, there's so many, in fact, there's a scripture that says there's, there's a, a uh, multitude, of, I'll say multitude, of voices in the world, and none of them are without significance. We listen to these other voices out there, or it could be gossip, it could be this, it could be that, or, or it could be even political, and we listen to that, but we got, this is what we are to listen to most significantly, because there's a multitude of voices in the world that want your attention Every single minute. You know what? Even like you need to prepare yourself for church. Like I said, that's why I incorporated that prayer before church and, you know, prayer and, and worshiping the Lord because I noticed when we didn't go to it uh, that I didn't understand the word is good. 
But I would always, even before that, we, I would get up and when I was a baby Christian and, and I would get into the Word. Then we'd go to Omaha and do that. And it started at 7.30. <laughs> and and, um, and the, the service didn't start till 10. You know? But um, anyway, well, you aren't going to it now. Well, that's because I am spending time alone with God before him. I've got to. So you prepare your inner man for church so you'll really hear H-E-A-R with a spiritual ear. Now, I want to tell you something. We were told that we opened up the portals of heaven in this city, a place where God could actually start to work. And you know what? So you know what? You're opening up the portals of heaven when you do that because of honoring the word by hearing and by listening. Okay, so one more scripture and... <laughs> um, Okay, we, okay, before we go to communion, we need to, uh, you know, ask God for forgiveness. But you just say that to yourself. (laughs) You know, maybe we can play some music. Do you have any idea? Let's see. Uh, hmm. Because he'll hear you. Uh, Put up there, though, Colossians 3, 12 through 15. 13? 12 through 13, rather, out of the Amplified. Now, I wrote it out of the living, New Living Translation, but we'll also get it out of the Amplified when she puts it up there. So, since, don't look up there yet, since God chose to be you to be a holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Okay. I put a couple notes here. You know what grieves the Holy Spirit? when we treat one another in a way that is not in line with the Word of God. And our character is the consistent manifestation of Jesus in our life. And it's shown in how we deal with situations where forgiveness is required. How, how we treat people we interact with every day is important. Titus 1.16 in the New Living Translation says, some people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way they live. Okay, now this out of the Amplified. Clothe yourself, therefore, as God's own chosen ones, his own picked representatives, who are purified and holy and well-beloved by God himself. How do you do it? By putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, a lowlier opinion of yourself, gentle, gentle, gentle ways, and patience, which is tireless 
and long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper. Okay, the next verse. Be gentle and forbearing with one another. And if one has a difference, if they have a grievance or complaint against another, readily pardon each other. Even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so must you also forgive. Okay, so then, and uh, well, can you put up Micah 7, 18 and 19 out of the Amplified? Yeah. Micah, M-I-C-A-H. Yeah, but I didn't read it out of the Bible, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. So Micah 7. 18 and 19. Who, who is a God like you, who forgives iniquity and passes over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retains, he, he keeps not his anger forever because he delights in mercy and loving kindness. Goes with those verses in the next verse. He will again have compassion on us. He will subdue and tread underfoot our iniquities. You will cast all your sins into the depths of the sea. He throws them into the depths of the sea. The sea has a lot of salt water and it dissolves things. Okay, so 1 John 1, 9, King James. You can put it up there. I know, Barb. I say it a lot. <laughs> Lord, you said it in your word. <laughs> if I confess my sins. I do <laughs> all the time. <sighs> then, you know what, though? Then I was re... <sighs> this goes on further because I sometimes have a hard time forgiving myself. Ugh, that's a hugey. And it plays havoc with you. <laughs> the devil loves it. See, he comes in and condemns. Remember the preacher said, I, I'm under an awful lot of condemnation. I must be going through another door. Because every time I'm, that happens, that goes. That preacher said that. I went, oh, that's it. I think God had me listen to that just to, to show me that. Okay. So if, now if, you just, just be honest with him. I mean, to the point with, you, you might say, I slept with another man last night. I slept with another woman last night. I mean, I know none of you do that. <laughs> but, but it's, I mean, you got to be honest. I looked at pornography last night. As if he didn't know if you don't say it. He knows it. He saw it. He loves you. <laughs> if you confess, God, forgive me. I confess that sin. And you said, Lord, in your word that you're faithful and you have been so, all my life you have been so, so good. <laughs> You've been faithful to me. And just to forgive, you're, you are faithful, God, you are just to forgive our sins when we confess them. And then you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You gave me your righteousness and took my sin and take it again, Lord, so I can be restored to fellowship with you. That's the way I talk to them. And that's, that's all you have to do. But, you know, you got to make it. Okay, and then we're going to receive communion. But um, 
First Corinthians. This is actually a watch. Oh, okay. Stand as well. <laughs> Got it on it. Only cruise we ever went on. Isn't that cool? Opens up. <laughs> I like that watch. Okay, First Corinthians uh, 11. We always say this before. It's got the body and blood thing, but um, verse 27 says, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup, this is in the Amplified, verse 27, 1 Corinthians 11. So whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in a way that is unworthy will be guilty of profaning and sinning against the body and blood. So let a man thoroughly examine himself and when he has done so, should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup? For anyone who eats and drinks without discriminating and recognizing, with due appreciation that it is Christ's body, eats and drinks a sentence, a verdict and judgment upon himself. That careless and unworthy participation is the reason many of you are weak and sickly, and quite enough of you have fallen into the sleep of death or died prematurely. Did you hear what I said there? Okay, there's two ways you discriminate the body of Christ. For one thing, his actual body walked on the earth, and it was just like ours. He went to the cross and suffered all those things for us. So we have the grace to overcome all of this stuff. We have the ability it even says, as God is, so are we in this world. That's the word. 1 John 4, 17. As God is, so are we in this world. Okay, so we've got... Uh, what am I trying to say? Okay. We have to discern what he did for us on the cross and receive his healing. But see... Maybe my not, healing's not coming because I'm not walking in love. Who knows? You know? Maybe there's something there. Okay? So the other way you discern the Lord's body is that we are the body of Christ. And like this girl had a, lady had a vision one time and she went, she saw an arm go like this, like with a knife and was cutting up the leg, whatever, cutting up. She said, Lord, what's that? And he said, we are the body of Christ. Some of us are fingers, toes, arms, shoulders, you know, upper arm, lower arm, elbows, knees. We're all parts of the body. If you haven't read the Bible, that's in Corinthians. It says we are. If we're all an eye, if you want to be like somebody else, you say, or you're all an eye, what kind of body is that? Where's that body going? The grave. <laughs> Your whole body is an eye. My hand's an eye. My, this is an eye. This is an eye. That doesn't even make sense. It's a monster. <laughs> right? But see, do you see what you mean? We are all parts of the body of Christ if we are born again. And do we come against our own body? No, 
unless you're cuckoo (laughs) or unless you want to get out of something like and shoot yourself in the foot, (laughs) which people have done. Yeah, get out of the service, (laughs) whatever. But normally you don't do that. So we are to love parts of the body. That's what that means. You discern what Jesus did on the cross in his body and you discern that once you're born again, you are part of the body of Christ whatever you are. That's really important. And it says that careless participation of taking the communion makes one of you weak, sickly, and some people have died prematurely because of it. Okay, so do you got a song we can sing while it did, or is there something? Or do you guys have a song you can sing? Do you? Okay, good. Hit it. do do <laughs> Praise God. And while, while that's going on, talk to the Lord or whatever, or maybe you already have. And uh, we'll wait just a little bit and then we'll start passing it out. And then the rest of them can get it then. This is down here if you want to get it. Uh, so. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So, just make sure, you know, that you, I know you have, you've talked to the Lord. (laughs) Nobody better to talk to. And in um, 1 Corinthians 11, it says, I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took that bread. So just take the bread. And now, you know, he was at that supper and he took, it was a big loaf. I've said this a lot of times, but this just just proves it. It was a big loaf and he took pieces out of it. Man, you know, we are all, we are different people. I mean, different parts of one loaf of one body and if you're born again you're in that body and when he had given thanks for it he said they said he broke it and he said take and eat for this is my body which was broken for you see he was his body was broken for you so you could be free of sickness and pain. And you know, right now you can receive your healing yeah. by faith. Yeah. Right now. Slowly. So let's, he said, do this in remembrance of me. I mean, he was beaten and, and his body was bruised for our healing. So let's just receive together. Then after the same manner, he took that cup. And when he had supped, he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. And do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And see, it's that that blood was shed. It says in uh, uh, Matthew 26, for the remission, for the wiping out of your sins. That's why he did it. So let's just receive together. Mm. 
Okay. Hallelujah. You know, we started using these during COVID. I promise when they're done, we'll get some, do something else. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, can you have one more song? <laughs> what could be something? Something to dismiss on. <laughs> that the fruit will remain, that you have told your precious children, including myself, <laughs> your word and how you feel about us. And so thank you, Father, that that fruit will remain, Lord, and that we will meditate, Lord, on your word, and particularly that area of love, Lord God, of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, out of the Amplified. We thank you, Father. I thank you for your word, Lord. Your word never returns void, but will accomplish what we please, and it will prosper. It'll do way far over and above all that we ask or think in the thing for which we sent it. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. Oh, we praise you, Lord God. And that while things are happening in our life, God, that we will remember what your word says and what to do. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like a fire <laughs> that burns a hammer. <laughs> then nothing can resist it. Your word is the hammer that breaks in pieces the most resistance of of, of trying to come against our flesh. Thank you, Father. It breaks it in pieces. So we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you. And we thank you, Lord, your word is alive. It's powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And it divides asunder between our soul, our mind, will and emotions in between our spirit, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you for that. And we'll think about that and say, whoops, what's happening right now? Glory and honor and praise to you, Lord God, that we remember that it'll come up from our spirit into our mind. What does the word say about this? What does the word say? In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, so you are dismissed.